Welcome to The Back Porch, a safe space where we can wrestle with our faith and beliefs and real life. I feel like I usually have more questions than answers, and I think that's okay. I'm going to keep on asking my questions, and I'm trying to learn to rest in the hope that truth will eventually catch me. I'm Melinda, and this is my view of life and faith from The Back Porch. Well, I'm sitting in my new backyard. (laughs) I don't have a porch in the front yet, and we did finally get some furniture rearranged and some things put in place, and I have a little seating area in the back. So I was sitting on the couch this morning, it's early on a Saturday, and I've had these thoughts stirring in my head all week and it was quiet and I thought, okay, go. (laughs) So I came outside and I sat down and it's kind of quiet. I have no idea how long it'll stay quiet. It's not quiet here for very long, but welcome to my new porch. I've been thinking this week a lot about the order of things. Um, Maybe because I'm trying to create order um, in our new small space in this backyard and that makes me think about order in my life. I don't know. But one of the things that I have heard in my own life and I continue to hear from people around me is this desire to just get there (laughs) you know like you know that there's a goal you have or something you want to achieve or something you want to be and you're not there yet and you really just want to figure out what's the fastest way to get there I think that's kind of a A modern concept I think it's makes sense based on you know all the research you read about the immediate how we're so used to having things right when we want them I can order something on Amazon and it's I can even have it the same day if I want so I know that that's our tendency we've sort of lost this art of waiting or maybe not waiting of working the process I want to lead I want to um, have my own business I want to be my own boss I want to run a camp or list, right? And we just want to do it. We don't want to go through the process of becoming the kind of person that could do that well. It kind of feels like a waste of time or 
I don't know, sometimes I wonder, do I think more highly of myself? Like, do I think I'm capable of more than God knows I really am? Which is why I think I don't need to do the desert training. When you look at someone like Moses, who was this great leader, he prepared for that for over 40 years. <laughs> I just I just wonder what would happen if we slowed down. And maybe part of this is because of how long, as I was reflecting on our time at the farm, I was thinking about how long it took to get here. Like it doesn't, at the time, five years ago, I think I would have thought we were ready And God said, obviously, that we weren't. Um, And I don't even know that that means that I'm saying now, oh, yeah, we're ready. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying I'm ready for. But God thinks I am. So here we are, and I'm trusting that. So I was reading in, I'm reading through the Bible again, and I'm in Exodus. Um, And I've just continued to be struck by the order in which God put together the life for his people, the way that he led them. They had to stay in Egypt a certain amount of time, uh, learning to, I I mean, I guess it sounds awful, but but learning to be humiliated, (laughs) Um, learning to be not in charge, someone else was always telling them what to do and how to do it. And as an American woman in 2021, oh gosh, it's 22, you guys. Um, I think that that doesn't sit well with us because we think, well, that's not right. That's not just, it's not how it's supposed to be. And I'm totally in agreement with that. And yet, I think if you were to ask God, he would agree with you, but say, yeah, it's not how I intended it, but it has purpose. And I can use it. And so after that period of time, then he's ready. He says, you're ready, but you're not ready for all of it. And so when he leads him out, he's like, I'm not going to take you through the land of the Philistines because you're going to have to go to battle right away and that's going to be too much for you. So I'm going to take you a different way. I'm going to lead you through the sea. (laughs) And that's like this amazing experience of how I provide for you. Um, He takes them to the mountain where they receive his instructions for how to live. And uh, some years when I'm reading through this stuff, I think, oh my word, it's so detailed. And is it, was it really necessary building the tabernacle, like this many cubits and this color of that and, you know, all the things that I'm thinking with our mindset now, I think it's kind of like, it was, did it have to be just like that? And God's very clear, like deviate from this and you'll be cut off from your people which sounds incredibly harsh in our day of grace. 
So I always ask, if it's the same God, then why? Why the order of things in that way? And I was in Exodus 20, and it's when the Ten Commandments are first given, but it sounds kind of like God's intention was to speak to all the people from the mountain. But then when he did this, it says the people in verse 18, it says when the people witnessed the thunder and the lightning, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God speak to us or we will die. And then Moses says to them in response to that, do not be afraid for God has come to test you and to put the fear of him upon you so that you will not sin. So the people say, we're scared to death. <laughs> Don't let God talk to us. You do it for us. And then Moses said, Don't be afraid, but at the same time, have fear, <laughs> right? He's saying, Don't be afraid, but God's here to put his fear of him upon you so that you don't sin. And I'm sure if I spoke Hebrew, I would be able to tell you the difference between a variety of these words that's fear and afraid. And I know we like to say God doesn't want us to be afraid of him. But we also read all the way through scripture that fear of God is necessary. I mean, even here is the beginning of it where God's like I'm here to show you that you need to have a fear of me and that's what's going to keep you from sinning the Proverbs that Solomon wrote like it it starts with I'm putting all this down because wisdom is important and the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is fear of God I mean even I think he even ends Ecclesiastes where he's like Everything's meaningless. Everything's meaningless. His, his like last two commands are fear God and obey his commandments. And then I think there's eat, drink, and be merry in there too or something. But So we have these commands to fear God. Fear like in this way where we recognize that he's above me. Like I have to look up to him. I'm the creation. He's the creator. Down the road in the New Testament, we read the, the, the perfect love casts out all fear. And I think we want to jump to that and be like, see, God doesn't want us to, be, to fear him. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the order of things, don't jump ahead. The beginning, the foundation of that freedom is a healthy fear of God. Why? Not so that we're afraid of him, but so that we won't sin. We have a toddler in the house again. And I'm doing this, like reflecting and figuring out okay, how, what are, how, what are the ways my intentions and how I'm raising him right now and teaching him the importance of obedience. And uh, recently he has decided that 
he can choose if he wants to obey. I will say, hey, Monroe, please, but da, da, and he will say, no. <laughs> and while the first time might be kind of funny, you know, the second time you're like, oh, wait, no, this is not funny. And it's not cute. And I'm actually quite irritated. <laughs> so how am I handling that? What, how, what do I do? For me, growing up, I, I know I had a healthy fear of my parents. I was afraid to be disciplined, which kept me from breaking the rules. I know that's not for everyone. Sometimes people love breaking the rules because they love that conflict, but there's like this element of maturity where we want as little kids, we need to have a healthy fear of authority. It's what keeps us in line. If we're not afraid of the consequences or the discipline, we would just do our own thing all the time. I think this goes right along with the whole, you know, all the, the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, they have all this language about the law of God. Um, and it starts on stone and yeah, then gets written in our hearts. It's a, it's a, it's a transformation. It's a process. to start with a healthy fear at the beginning and I have to sit in those places where God's like you still need to remember you need to put in the time and the discipline to remember who's in charge I say that because those are the words that I'm using all the time with Monroe right now I will tell him, I love you, but you need to remember, I'm in charge. And that's not a, I'm in charge, so I'm the boss and I get to do whatever I want. It's a, I'm in charge and it is my job to help you make good choices. It's my job to lead you to a place and train you up and prepare you to be able to make these choices when you go off on your own. And I don't think in our relationship with God we ever go off on our own. But don't you think we get to step away from all of the strings and attachments that have been on us to help us learn to do this? I think, I think we talk about... wanting to live in this life of grace and freedom maybe before we recognize the value or what it cost God for us to have that grace and freedom So if we want to be people of great faith, if we want to be godly leaders, if we want to be successful 
community members, parents, business people, whatever. We don't just wake up and we are that. We become that. By learning first how much we aren't that, maybe. I don't know if that even makes sense. But there's an order to things. And how many times do we try and jump, skip the order? Because God wouldn't want me to suffer or be taken advantage of or treated badly. God wouldn't want me to look bad or I just don't think God wants us to be as successful as we want ourselves to be I think he wants us to be more like him and if that means that we have to be pushed down and not respected and Maybe treat it a little bit like Jesus. <laughs> uh, I think he's okay with it. I'm not saying he celebrates it. I just think our focus is on the wrong thing. So if there's a place where you're feeling stuck or pressed down or... held back maybe instead of trying to squeeze our way out of those places we need to be present in those places aware internally of why that's such a fight for us why why do I have to be free of this thing is the purpose of my life right now to be in this training period, this maturing, growing, stretching, becoming more of who God wants me to be so that he can use me to do great or small things. You are God above, and I am here on earth. Help my words be few. Help my fight be small. Help me to learn my place in it.
foundation matters. So let's take the time to really build that strong foundation so that the house will stand. And those are my thoughts today on life and faith from the back porch. <laughs>